It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drahada, Dundalk and Cavan. We want you to challenge us for the best deal on a new Renault or Dacia in 2020. You can now inquire at blackstonemotors.ie. Welcome to Late Lunch. Are you ready to sing? You better be if you've entered the competition. Remember, fly me to Dubai. You must answer with the song if we ring you today. We're going to be ringing people randomly over the next couple of hours. So if you've entered the wonderful Globe Travel competition, you must answer with that little tune. You just have to do that. If you do that, you're in. You're in with a chance of winning return flights to Dubai for two people and four nights at a luxury hotel. Emirates doing the flights there and their sail is on at the moment and Globe Travel putting up the wonderful prize. Check them out, Globe Travel at Lawrence Street in Drogheda. So be ready. You can still enter if you want to. Text or WhatsApp Globe Travel right now to 086-1800-658 and it could be you throughout the week. We'll be calling people every day. Welcome to the show. We've a packed lineup for you. Well, let's begin with a wonderful success on the world stage. You might remember last month we talked to Keen Barry following his big win at Ali Pali in the Junior Darts Corporation's World Championship. Well, he's followed that up with a big win at the weekend in the BDO World Youth Championship, also in London, this time at the O2. And the Dulik man is on the line. Good afternoon, Keen. Hi, Jerry. How are you? I'm good. Hey, me and you were making a habit of this, Boyle. <laughs> Yeah, Listen, congratulations to you. That guy you beat in the final, Leighton Bennett, he's the defending world champion. He's no mean player. I, he's, he's definitely he's, he's, a, he's a world champion for a reason, but I, when I went up on stage, I, just, I, I picked out the right shots at the right time and I just thankfully played better on today. You are now a dual world champion and you hold other titles besides. It's been some 12 months, Keen, for you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's, it's the last uh, 2019 has been amazing and I got 2020 off to a good start, which, which, is, uh, which is great. Now, from here, with the two titles in your back pocket, the action doesn't stop there or your bid to move on in this game continues. What's next up for you? I'm uh, I'm heading off to uh, Q School on uh, Wednesday. It's uh, you, you go over there and it's four days of darts, and if you do well and you get a tour card, you'd be you get you get your card to be professional for the two years. So that is uh, what we watched through the spring and summer and into the autumn months with this PDC tour, PDC tour travels all over Europe. Yeah, yeah. So if you if you get your tour card, you, you could be possibly playing in all the big major competitions. 
and you'd play, you'd play in all the floor competitions against the likes of Michael Van Guerra and Guerra and Price, Peter Wright. Wow, that is some prospect. What does Q School entail? I'm sure like there are many, many gifted guys like yourself there, upcoming players, experienced players looking to get back in there. How many cards are up for for grabs? Uh, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's, I think there's either 16 cards or 24 cards. I'm not 100% sure on it. They could, could, uh, it could change. It changes every year on it. But um, it's, there, there's a lot of really good players there. Like, uh, like there's, I think there's 350, 50 entries now, but there's, uh, everyone who's going to be there is, is not just there to make up the numbers. They're all there to win their tour card. So it's going to be tough, but I think I'm playing well enough to, to do well. You certainly are. And then there's the small matter of the 2nd of February. Tell us about that one. It's a JDC Super 16 final. I think it's probably my last uh, youth event. It's been played in the Milton Keynes on stage when the PDC Masters has been held. So I'll be really looking forward to that one. Okay, so a lot happening over the next few weeks, but the, the Q School is the big one coming up. You, you told me before, remind us again, how, how much darts do you play every day? How much time do you put in? Probably do, probably do an hour, an hour and a half a day. Like a, I, I wouldn't be a big practitioner, no lads, but maybe do four or five hours a day. But for me, it's just uh, the one hour to one and a half hours is enough for me. I just do my proper practice and I, I do different games and that. So the, the hour I do could be better than maybe two or three hours that lads would do just throwing at the treble 20. Yeah, and and for you, obviously, the doubles are so important to get the finish on, to get the treble twenties. Is that what you're trying to hit all the time? And then do you drop down the board? You know the way a lot of them love the treble nineteen and the bull. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I when I when I play, I don't just stay in the twenties. I switch down to nineteens, and it's when I play in the youth final. I switched over to the 18s a lot, which the commentators and, and even a lot of the media was asking me why was I doing that. So I, I kind of use the whole board. I don't just concentrate on just hitting triple 20s. I just switch a lot around the board and try to use the whole board to leave different combinations and finishes. God, you're unusual like that because the top guys are really, they just hit these little targets all the time and they rarely vary off them. Yeah, yeah, but if you if you see Michael Van Garen, you watch him a lot. He 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 uses a lot of the board. He wouldn't. He always switches to the 19s and to the 18s and the 17s. So more pretty much just watching him, and he he's the best in the world. So you're, if you want to be the best, you want to be following his footsteps. Where did you get the name Dynamite from? Because all the darts players have dick, have nicknames. Um, to be honest, I I just. I seen something on maybe social media or something like that and I just it, it sounded good and I got shirts made up on it, they look good and it and it just like it just stuck really. It was just to try it out and to see how it actually worked out and it, it's it's kinda of sticking and it, it's it's working well for me. It certainly is. You're uh, <laughs> you're certainly exploding all over the place, and hopefully you will continue to do so. May I say I love your shirt as well with the national colours. Yeah, the, the company that sponsors me, Target, they're, they're very good to me, and they uh, they, they made me in the shirt. They, they, because the dynamite, they wanted to kind of put the, the Irish effect on it too, so they, so they put the kind of like a paintball exploding into the Irish colour, so I, I was really happy with the shirt now. Mm. Great. Yeah, it's a great shirt. It really does. It does. It sums you up. So you're on the road again this week, the 16th in Wigan, Q School. Do you travel on your own? Um, well, my family normally travels with me a lot, but uh, this this year, my mother's uh, not really travelling too much, and my father's working, so it's me, me and my girlfriend travelling a lot of the time. 
Okay, so she's with you over there. Nice to have a bit of company, I know, when you're when you're there. I'm sure you it's great to have somebody to bounce off besides and, and, and get a break from the dart as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. She she definitely keeps me on the eating wise, like she'd always make sure I'm eating enough and eating at the right times and even for games and that should be should be always there in your corner. So it's good to good to have someone there with you, definitely. What's her name? Yeah, Barbara. Oh, lovely. Well, we wish her well along with yourself in Wigan this week. Keen, we're so proud of you. I say it again. I met you when you were a whippersnapper at the People of the Year Awards in Dalek and I saw the glint in your eye back then. You said to me, I'm going to go all the way here. Well, you're making huge strides. Congratulations on the big win the weekend and we wish you all the very best for the Q School. Thanks very much, Terry. Thank you. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That's Keen Barry there from Dulekin County Mead, a wonderful young man and really going places in the world of darts. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Monday afternoon. Storm Brendan blowing all around us. I'm sure it's a blown a gale where you are as well. Stay safe, keep safe and the best thing to do if you don't have to go out, stay in today and stay with us on LMFM Radio because we're going to make some people, I'm sure, very excited. But up next on the show, we have two young women joining us from County Mead. They had wonderful success the weekend at the Young Scientists. We're going to have a chat with them coming up after this short break. Hello. No, it's not hello you should have said to me today. Who's this? Oh, fly me to Dubai. <laughs> ah, you're nice too late. You're too late. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You have to answer. Sing the song. You must sing oh, the song. I had cause... it all worked out for you. Oh, no. And then you say hello to me. Come I on. recognise the number. I hadn't said. Ah, you That's see, terrible. you're not going to recognise the number. That's the <laughs> trick here. What's your name? <laughs> Jennifer. Jennifer, I'm so sorry. You're the first call we made this week and I was just dying for somebody to sing to me. It's not to be. Thank you for taking our call. No problem, thank you. Bye, 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 bye. Oh, my, oh, my. There we go. So you get the gist of it now. We made our first call in the competition. You must answer by singing Fly Me to Dubai. Don't say hello. Don't do anything else. Take a chance in it if we ring you a little bit later on. We have more people to ring over the next couple of hours or so. But there you go. Jennifer doesn't move on in the competition. You can. So stay tuned to us on Late Lunch. It's going to happen between now and half three. If we ring you, don't be looking for numbers or anything like that. When your phone rings, just do it. Because if you do it, you could be flying to Dubai. There's still time to get into the competition. Just to tell you that Globe Travel have given us a wonderful prize. Return flights to Dubai for two people. Thanks to Emirates, their sale is on at the moment. Four nights in a luxury hotel. And all you have to do is sing those little words to me. Fly me to Dubai. You have the gist of it now. You know what we're looking for. And we will be ringing more of you. You can still get into the competition. Because all you have to do is text or WhatsApp. Straight away, as soon as you can. Globe Travel to 086-1800-658. That's 086-1800-658. Get cracking with that as soon as you can. Now, let's move on on Late Lunch. You know, the Young Scientist competition happened over the weekend. The overall winners were from Cork, but there was a big, big win for Mercy Convent in Navin. And I'm joined on the line by Salome Marbordello, who's one of the girls who won a fantastic prize. Hello, Salome. 
Hiya. Thank you for taking our call this afternoon and congratulations to you and Sophie McGilligan, the your partner in crime, the pair you together with this pro- project. Now, tell us the name of the project, please. Yeah, so the name of our project is Period. And what's it all about? So basically our main goal was to make sustainable menstrual pads for women in developing countries. And where did the idea come from? Uh, so we were inspired by one of the teachers in our school, Miss Dowd. Uh, she volunteered in Zambia over the summer and one of the things she did was give girls pads. Okay, and that your teacher was Melissa Dowd? Yeah. Okay, we're going to be talking to her, I think, now in a moment. So she volunteered in Zambia, came back to you. Tell me, why is there an issue with these pads in in Zambia? What's the problem? Well, actually, they, they don't have access to them and they also can't afford them. Sorry, say that to me again. They don't have any access. Like, there's no supermarkets or anything for them to actually purchase them. And even if there was, they're very high, like, high price. They wouldn't be able to afford them. Okay, so really you're saying to me something that is a, a, a basic here in this part of the world is a luxury there. Yeah, pretty much. And even in some parts of the developed world, it's still a luxury with taxes on them. Why? Are we a little bit different here in Ireland to the rest? Yeah, we used to have a tax on them, but we actually don't anymore. But that's quite recent. So if they're a luxury and women can't access them in developing countries, what do they do? Well, some women use socks. Some women use rags and some women use nothing at all and they have to stay at home and they miss school. My, oh my, this is something you really don't consider, do you, when you live in this part of the world? Yeah, you never really think about it. There's so much period poverty in the whole world. So that's what you call it, period poverty? Yeah, that's the name. God, it's a a really strong um, name, isn't it? It brings that home. You get it, don't you, when you you say those words? Um, I believe uh, Sophie's beside you. Is she yeah, there? Listening here beside me. W- would you put her on for a second? I say hello to her as well. Yeah. Thanks, Salome. Thank you. Hello. Hello, Sophie. Congratulations to you too. Thank you very much. Well done to both of you. This is a, a wonderful pro- uh, project. Just take up that point that Salome mentioned there that uh, girls miss school. W- what do they do or where do they go? Is it a, is it a badge of shame in some countries? Yeah, it definitely is. They um, Girls can be forced to miss up to 20% of their education in these countries because they have to stay home from school and that then causes gender inequality. So that's a big reason why girls don't progress or can't get on the, the, the ladder of life to better themselves. Exactly, yeah. They don't have the same opportunities that the men do in the developing world. Now, we've talked a bit about Zambia, uh, where uh, Miss Dowd went there and, and came back and told you all about it. But Nepal comes into this equation as well. Is it true that in Nepal uh, that, that there's a place that girls and women go at the time of the month? Yeah, exactly. And they have what's called a menstruation hut, which is a very, very horrible place, really. It's um, just pretty much a small room that they're forced to stay in. And it's very cramped. They even have to be on their knees tucked in. And they're forced to stay in there for the majority or the entirety of their menstrual cycle. Isn't it shocking, really? So you've come up with this idea and, and, and yours are reusable. Yeah, they're reusable, so you use them and then you wash them. But when um, our teacher was over in uh, Zambia, she was told that the girls would have to cover them if they were drawing them on the line so that men and boys couldn't see them. It gets worse, doesn't it, as you just <laughs> tell us the story. Uh, isn't that shocking to, to contemplate? Yeah.
and you know the way here you know yourself it really is a throwaway pads and etc are, are generally used once and gone yeah they cause so much waste um, one tampon can take longer to degrade than a woman's lifetime and the average woman uses 11,000 not including pads or packaging so they're not very eco-friendly whatsoever whereas the reusable pads they would be a lot more sustainable so besides what you see in the developing world and the impact you can make there, you can make a huge impact environmentally all over the world. Exactly, yeah. It's probably the way the world is going to go eventually that all women should be using these reusable pads. And I've seen pictures of you and, and you showing what you developed. Those are prototypes. Where did you get those made? Um, well, I actually made them myself. Did you? Yeah. Good on you. Yeah. Oh, they look to me like they came out of some professional place or, or a factory or that. But, OK, so these are prototypes. The other thing is this, that, that I was just considering. Obviously, then, in developing worlds, it's down to beliefs and culture, right, that, that, that you have to tackle, really. How are you going to do this? What's your plan beyond this? Well, we have designed a peer-led programme. So basically what we want to do is we could take a small sample of girls from a school or a community and we could teach them how to make the pads. And then they can adapt that programme. Um, it's a six-workshop long programme and they can adapt it and add in their beliefs and adapt it to suit their culture. And then they could go back and they could teach all the girls in their school and all the girls in their community. So that way we're not being intrusive. I see. So you have this figured out very well as de- indeed. Just for a second before we talk to your teacher, put me back to Salome one second there, please. Okay. Hiya. Salome, you, you won this wonderful prize and uh, it's the Eco UNESCO Prize. Part of your prize, you're getting a trip out of this, yeah? Yeah, we actually get to go on a, a bursary is funded for us to go to Africa. So they're saying either Zambia or uh, Kenya. Wonderful. So you'll be able to go there and get right down on the ground and see for yourselves. Yeah, and actually implement, hopefully, our programme. Brilliant. Are, are you excited? Are you really excited? Are you over the moon today? I mean, yeah? obviously we're excited. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's been great back in the school, has it, to come back uh, and, and meet everybody today? Yeah, it's been really interesting to see everyone's reactions, though. Mm. We're still in shock ourselves. I'm sure you are, but don't be, don't be. This really has caught the imagination. Stay there and listen in, because I believe on the other line we have the teacher who uh, inspired all of this, Melissa Dowd. Hello, Melissa. Hi, how are you? Thanks, William, for having me. Not at all. Thank you for taking a call. Well, you're listening to them there. Aren't they wonderful young women? I have to commend them on their courage for breaking the stigma and bringing this to the public. We are so proud of them here in um, St. Joseph's. I'm sure you are, because I don't have to remind you... In a way, it's still a bit of a taboo subject, isn't it, to talk about? Absolutely, even in Ireland. Yes. Members of the public commented on Saturday, even um, coming in visiting, what a taboo subject it is over here. Mm. Absolutely, but we are so proud of them. Such a big part of our ethos is to help the disadvantaged. Our Mercy Sisters, we've strong links with Africa, they're over there working. Um, this is so close to our heart, this Irish Aid and Self-Help Africa Award. Mm. And of course, third in technology, it's great to have young women excelling in science. I meant to mention that as well. They picked up two awards at the Young Scientist. This overall and that brilliant one the, uh, in the uh, technology category as well. The name period, and then when they, they hear them saying to me there, this period poverty around the world, it really, it hit me. It just got me there when I heard them even say the words. Absolutely. I saw it myself firsthand um, 
it's gr- brilliant. The girls have been creating awareness around the school. Um, and even as they mentioned, you know, even here in Ireland, we, we could be using more sustainable products ourselves and helping the environment. Um, and I suppose the girls, there's opportunities there to develop the product and hopefully adapt it that it would be suitable worldwide. Ah, you know what? It's just a great, great story and well done to you for bringing back uh, what you did and prompting this and now the success all around. And I know they're listening in there as well, uh, listening to yourself speaking, but I want to say a big congratulations again to Sophie and Salome uh, from Mercy Convent in Navin. You are wonderful, wonderful girls and uh, we'll keep in touch with you through the year, please God, and keep an eye on this story as the trip happens as well to Africa. Congratulations to you all. Thank you indeed. Thank you. Thank you all for joining me on the show. Second part of a four-part series with nutritionist Rachel Graham. She's back with us on Late Lunch this afternoon. And you are very welcome. Thank you. I'd say you were blown up the roadway. I, I was. Is it, it ferocious was, out it there? It was pretty the hairy oh, coming down. It looks, it yeah. looks. And we're in yeah. the right place now. Yes. Hopefully now it'll ease as the afternoon goes on. Yeah. Welcome back. And thanks for last week. I met a lot of people through the week who were listening to you. And, you know, could tell me all the uh, pointers you gave them as well. So it's really good to hear that. So let's move on today and begin by talking about the foods that support weight loss. Now, when you say food and weight loss, people would say, oh, there's a bit of a contradiction there, Jerry." No, not at all. It's about actually filling yourself with nutritionally dense foods. And that's what's going to keep you full. It's what's going to keep you satisfied. It's actually going to keep you happy. Because if you're restricting yourself with these you know, fad diets, you know, reducing your calories, you know, it's just uh, in the long term, not it's just a short term gain. And that's what I'm trying to get into people's mindset to to get them out of that way of thinking of these short term gains and that kind of diet mentality, those fad diets, because they just don't work. So um, while you're on diets, let's just hop to that for a second, mm-hmm. because I was going to come back. But while you say it now, yeah. things like the Atkins, the keto diet, there'll be another new one next week. Yeah. There's all the old ones yeah. as well. Why don't they work? Well, because they're really restrictive and because they get you to cut out whole food groups, first of all. And um, also, I mean, the keto diet, actually, if we use that as an example, long term, is just not supporting, you know, your health at all. Because it was actually designed to treat children with uh, epilepsy when they have seizures. And it's actually very effective for that. But as a weight loss diet, it's not effective because long term, it's actually just, again, promoting this short term gain mentality, whereby it's getting you to concentrate on things like high fat and high protein. And that tends to be high saturated fat, which for your long term health is really very, very damaging. So, yes, you may well lose weight in the short term, but you can't sustain that way of eating. Because it's not normal, it's not health promoting, and it's just not possible. You know, you just won't. You will eventually revert to your old eating habits where you have that massive weight regain and uh, it's it's just not good at all. Okay, so let's talk about then the foods that will support proper weight loss over the long term. Yeah. Can I throw in carbohydrates for the... Opener. And people are horrified already. They'll say, oh, the enemy. I know. They're not the enemy at all. In fact, complex carbs are one of the most health-promoting foods out there. So, I mean, the the best diet really for long-term health, be it weight loss, just be it your health, whatever it is, is really the Mediterranean diet, where you're focusing on nutritionally dense foods like adding in more fruit, more vegetables, more uh, beans, legumes, fish, olive oil, things like that. And that's what's going to be health-promoting. So if you look at these diets and, you know, ask yourself three questions, pretty much, you know, is it going to benefit my health long-term? Does it include exercise? 
And, you know, those kind of things are really, really important because if you answer no to any of those things, then you pretty much have your answer there. That's your red flag. So, okay, so no, no to those and Mm. and forget about it. Specifically on carbohydrates, I think of bread, potatoes, pasta. Are all of those difficulties in your diet? If you're overeating, if you're eating bread a lot, if you're eating loads of potatoes, you're a pasta fanatic. So the refined carbohydrates. So those are the carbohydrates like white pasta, white rice and white noodles. They've all had the, you know, essential minerals, nutrients and vitamins. White bread as well. Yes, all refined out of them. So in that process, in that refining process, they've all been removed. So unfortunately, you are actually lacking in nutrients by choosing those varieties of carbohydrates. You're much better off choosing the whole grain variety. So brown pasta, brown rice and whole grain noodles. And then they're health promoting. So you're not saying you're not saying I'm going to remove all of these, you know, carbs of the enemy. You know, you're just not doing that. You're still including all of those things in your diet because they're actually a really good way of sneaking in extra vitamins and minerals if you choose that variety of carbohydrates. And bread, whole grain bread again, yes. good whole grain yes. bread. Yeah, exactly. Um, and in moderation or, you know, I, I have the food pyramid here, which we're going to come yeah. on onto in a little while. Yeah. Yeah. How, how You know. Can you eat bread every day? Should you, can you have a potato in your diet every day? If For weight maintenance, absolutely. But if you're trying to lose weight, then I would say, yes, you're going to have to maybe reduce your carbohydrate intake somewhat, um, but also on par with your activity levels. Okay, so 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 you're saying the whole grain aspect of those ones there. What else in carbohydrate? You said legumes, beans, stuff like that. Yeah, so beans and legumes, those would be things like beans and lentils, you know, chickpeas, all of those kind of things. Yep. They're really good quality sources of uh, plant protein and also complex carbs, fibre also. So they're really beneficial things to add into your diet. Now, proteins, when I think of proteins, again, in my mind, it's mm. meat, it's poultry, it's fish, yeah. it's eggs, it's dairy, yeah. that all that type of stuff. Where do you stand on that? How can this contribute to, you know, a healthy diet, weight loss if necessary? Yeah, so uh, the combination of protein and fibre in a meal is actually really satiating, which basically means it keeps you full for longer. So that combination is very beneficial specifically for weight loss. But in with proteins specifically, it's really important that you choose a good quality protein. So, for example, if you choose to eat meat, then it is the quantity and quality of meat that's really important. So the quality of meat being that it's maybe organic, if you can get it, uh, ethically reared, as in slow grown. It hasn't been pumped full of antibiotics and hormones that are uh, damaging for your health um, in in the long term. So it's making those good choices. That's really, really important when I say good quality protein. And the same goes for, sorry, Jerry, with uh, wild caught fish. So that would also be lower in calories and also higher in minerals and also is le- has less likelihood of containing those contaminants and those toxins. Uh, so like mercury that would be contained in things like swordfish and stuff like that. So if you're choosing the wild caught fish um, as often as possible, then that's also another good So go wild caught, go organic if you can Mm -hmm. with your meat, your poultry. How many portions, and just talk about that for a moment, the size of a portion of meat and how many times a week would you recommend to eat red meat? So using your palm as a guide, which you always have your hand with you. Yes, true. So that's pretty much your guide in terms of a, a protein portion size. 
and it does matter. So really less is more. You don't really need a huge amount of protein and people can be kind of semi-protein obsessed because they're always, you know, thinking, oh, I need to have, you know, much more protein uh, than you actually need, especially if you're going to the gym. You don't really, you need about 80 to 100 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. That's the kind of the guide. Okay. And and, and, and frequency a week again with red meat, what do you say? Well... Okay, so this is kind of like a bit of a controversial topic, Jerry. So um, to talk about meat. So first of all, there is, you know, there's red meat and then there's processed meat. So uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but the Eat Lancet report uh, and the World Health Organization have both come out with their recommendations saying, I am. yes, to basically to avoid processed meats mm. completely and mm. utterly because um, they contain too high levels of fat and salt and preservatives. And then the um, the Eat Lancet report have said just to avoid the consumption of meat because it is just damaging to our health long term. In fact, they are there have made global recommendations to switch to a plant based diet. So the consequences of this are if this was implemented in Ireland, uh, that would mean or translate to roughly a 90 percent reduction in meat and dairy consumption in this country. And I hear the farming community out there screaming at yes. the radio at this point in time with yeah. the, the uh, number of jobs it produces, the value of the exports to this yes. country, the sales in this country. So it's not something that's going to happen overnight for a start. Well, it's not necessarily that I'm sitting here recommending yes. that. I'm just making people aware of the facts. Okay, yes. Okay. I, 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 yeah. I'm familiar with that yeah. report myself yeah. and, and, and I've seen it. But yeah. if you were to moderate your meat yes. consumption, how many times? I'm trying to put you on the spot here. You're doing okay. great. <laughs> You're, you're being the real politician today. What would okay. you say? Well, um, I would say no more than really once a week for mm. red meat. Yeah, just to include more vegetarian options um, per week. Mm. So, for example, you know, our um, food pyramid would recommend eating five to seven portions of fruit and vegetables per week. Uh, sorry, a day. And uh, but actually, the recommendations should really be more like ten, in my opinion. And in fact, in Japan, they recommend thirteen to fifteen portions a day. So vary it through the week with your red meat, your poultry, your fish. Yeah. Go vegetarian or, yes. or, you know, don't have any of those in some of the days as yeah. well. What about eggs? So um, I think that eggs are actually good for your heart health. and But I would, minim- I would um, uh, have no more than six uh, um, per week. OK, that would be your rule of thumb yeah. there. But protein's important to yes. take on board in this whole context of weight loss? Uh, very much so, yeah, because they have, you know, they're very satiating, they're very important for, you know, for muscle growth and muscle repair, especially if you're very, very active. You know, th- it's, it's an important key food group. You also talk about plant proteins. Yes. What do you mean there? So I mean beans and legumes. Like back to that and lentils, again. And also things like spirulina. So spirulina is an algae and it actually has 300% more protein contained in spirulina than in, in regular meat and fish. So it's a really, really good, dense uh, source of high quality protein. And you can have it in tablet form if you don't want to uh, you know, take it in a powder form and you can add it into smoothies as well. Rachel Graham is with us on Late Lunch. We have more to talk about. We're going to deal with the fats, good and bad, in a moment. We're going to look at the new food pyramid as well and see what Rachel has to say about that and the old alcohol. What about that and where it comes into weight loss and a a healthy lifestyle? Stay with us on Late Lunch. Rachel Graham is with us on Late Lunch and she will be with us uh, for the month of January as well. Looking at, well, today we're looking at foods that support weight loss. Can I come on to the fats and the good fat, bad, good cop, bad cop, mm-hmm. good fat, bad fat as well? 
What are good fats? Good fats are, you know, things like olive oil, rapeseed oil, hemp seed oil, avocados, nuts and seeds. So they all contain uh, poly and monounsaturated fats, which are very, very heart healthy and health promoting. And they haven't, they're still in their whole state. They haven't been messed with. Where do you stand on the butter equation? You know, people say butter is quite a natural product, product, which it is, you know, the way it's produced in that as well. In moderation? Yeah, I mean, it is high in saturated fats. So if you are trying to um, treat a heart condition or anything like that, then I would definitely recommend switching to olive oil or rapeseed oil. What are the bad ones? So they're the highly processed fats, like the hydrogenated oils or partially hydrogenated oils that have basically been heat treated or pressure treated or both. And they've been denatured as a result. So these are known as kind of like the trans fats and they're really really harmful. So name a few of them. What should you avoid? So anything that's really uh, cooked in a processed vegetable oil at high heat. So chips from Mm, the chipper because mm. they're using really, really cheap forms of oil, you know, because they're using them in volume. And um, so those kind of oils are just very damaging to your health because they can contribute to things like inflammatory conditions. And inflammation has research has proven uh, contributes to our long term, um, you know, health conditions like heart you know heart disease and stroke and diabetes and things like that what about vegetable oils sunflower oils those yeah so really cold pressed oils would be better than those <clears throat> yes exactly so the ones that i mentioned so rapeseed oil which is also produced locally um is really really beneficial so it's very high in omega 3s and has roughly 30% mm. less saturated fat so that would be a really good choice as well as hemp seed oil as well mm. although it has a bit of a strong flavor so i think rapeseed oil is a excuse me <clears throat> a great one to take what about groundnut oil, which I use a bit if I'm stir frying? Exactly. So that has a low smoke point. Uh, sorry. And, and basically, which means that when you're using it in high heat situations, like in the wok, that you don't get that smoke coming off it, which means that it's not denaturing and it's not becoming damaging to you. So it's a decent oil to use yes, when you stir fry yeah. as well. Yeah. Yeah, there's some terrific <clears throat> local uh, rapeseed oils mm-hmm. produced here in the northeast as well. Many of them. Check them out. You're big time in favour of them. Yeah. Now, the food pyramid. I printed off a copy here. This has been revised in I recent know. times, yeah, you know, exactly. significantly. Yeah. What do you make of the pyramid as it, as it stands today? So starting at the bottom of the pyramid, it says, you know, five to seven servings a day of medium sized fruit. You know, it's basically fruit and salad and uh, unsweetened juice and vegetable soup. You'd go more than that, would you? Yeah. At that p- yeah. So I'm there. looking at eight to ten portions, ideally. Okay, so you can you can pig out on anything really on the bottom of the, of, of yeah, the pyramid. Yeah, because they add a lot of fibre and a lot of beneficial nutrients, vitamins and minerals to your diet. Now, they're talking here about whole meal bread rather than... There's a distinction between whole meal whole and whole... Whole meal and whole grain, grain. you know, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's essentially the uh, unrefined, unprocessed grain so it is still intact, containing all of the... So benefits. you like whole meal as well, do yeah, you? Yeah, So whole, <laughs> the next category is three to five servings as you move up the pyramid of whole meal bread, so the bread porridge which we talked about here last week muesli and you Mm -hmm. gave us your lovely recipe for that as well thank you Uh, and the rice pasta and noodles again whole grain of the whole grain version so three to five a a, a day of those yes then as we move up more it's getting less three servings a day of 
milk, you know, a glass of milk, yogurt, semi-hard cheese, soft cheese in that category. So kind of going back to what we were talking about, the Eat Lancet report and the World Health Organization recommendations, the Irish uh, Food Safety Authority have positioned our meat and dairy in the middle two layers of the food pyramid. So which is kind of, you know... (laughs) contrary to the growing, you know, um, uh, recommendations of these two bodies to pretty much remove and avoid these things. So they should, in your opinion, that middle section there should, should drop at, to the bottom. No, should be at the top. Oh, the sorry, smallest be, amount. Beg yes. The bottom of yeah. you, up yeah. to the top. It should yeah. be pushed up. Yeah. Yes, beg your pardon. I better get me up yeah. and down right here. <laughs> uh, and then just above that, you have your lean beef, lamb, pork, mince or poultry two servings a day. You have beans and lentils in there as well. Yeah. Eggs, two eggs a day, which would be 14 a week. Well, you don't have to have them every day. Yes, of course. You, know? you can yeah. move them yeah. about. And then nuts and seeds as mm. well there. Yeah. Okay, there. With that I there. think there should be more of an emphasis on the likes of the whole grains, on the good fats, um, and on the nuts and seeds, and obviously on the fruit and vegetables. Mm. And the reason for that is, is that if you, I don't know if you've ever heard of the Blue Zones, Jerry, have you? So there's no. a couple of areas around the world called the Blue Zones, where they have the highest concentration of centenarians, which are people who live over over the age of 100. And there's places, you know, in uh, Okinawa in Japan, in parts of southern Italy and in uh, South America. So there's a few key places and also one place in, in California. And their diet is pretty much the Mediterranean diet, which okay. is rich in this, you know, uh, wild caught fish, in the good fats, in the whole grains and all of that. Okay. South of Italy sounds appealing to me. I, know, I, I yes. like the yes. sound of that, really. <clears throat> and then as we move towards the tip of the pyramid, mm-hmm. uh, in very small amounts, yeah. uh, reduced fat spreads, uh, oil and that type of thing. And then at yeah. the very top, really, you know, to avoid, really, they say, uh, biscuits, cakes, sweets, crisps, yeah. savoury snacks and sugary drinks. Isn't that the bane of our lives? Yeah, the With sugar. obesity, exactly. you, know, uh, you know, exploding in this country. It's the biggest driver of heart disease. People don't realise that, you know, when they have elevated cholesterol levels. It's not fat that's actually driving their cholesterol, it's sugar. And sugar, unfortunately, is hidden in so many of our foods and in places places that you wouldn't expect it. So as a rough guide, the new food pyramid, reasonable if you were to follow it. Yeah, I mean, I just think obviously, you know, uh, keep in mind what we were just talking about there and reducing your saturated fat intake in the form of meat and dairy and including more fruit and vegetables in your diet, really making a, you know, concerned effort to try and increase that, you know, and it's actually not as difficult as you think it is. It's habit, isn't it? It's, yes. it's breaking one habit and establishing another and yeah. just going with it. Exactly. And not taking on too much at once, not just thinking, OK, I need to throw out everything in my cupboard and start again. Just start slowly and build on the habits week in, week out. So bit by bit, turn the wheel yeah. slowly, sort yeah. one thing, move along. Yes. Rather than, Because if you do that big thing, it's like yeah. the crash diet, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. It's going to come as yeah. a real shock yeah. to the system. It's now, a lifestyle change. We're talking about weight loss and good mm-hmm. eating to support it. Mm-hmm. And if you support it, we're, you're saying again, categorically, if you follow these lines of inquiry, uh, <laughs> of instruction... You will lose weight. Yeah, absolutely. So as I was saying at the beginning, the fibre and protein combination is a very powerful combination to keep you full for longer and keep your blood sugars balanced. And that, you know, over the course of a day will actually lead to weight loss because you're not consuming as much food. Alcohol. Mm-hmm. Talk to me. <laughs> well, um, the word alcohol and weight loss just doesn't go together. It just doesn't happen. Um, you can't lose weight or expect to lose much weight if you are still drinking alcohol. 
that's I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news. But you got to kick it. Pretty much. Yeah. If you really are determined to lose weight and you have a target in mind, you've set yourself a goal like I was recommending last week, then, you know, just cut the alcohol out as well. Because if you do eat well and make the changes and continue to enjoy alcohol, be it in wine or beer or spirits or whatever way, it's going to be near near nigh impossible, is it? You're not going to see the results? Yeah, because your your body pretty much has to utilise the calories from alcohol as it is consumed. So as soon as you consume that alcohol and you also maybe eat at the same time, you know, your body is going to store all those calories that are excess to requirement. Uh, It can't actually burn those calories as fat. So that's what's happening. That's why you So the waistline will increase. Yes. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you have things under control and you enjoy a drink, what's considered, you know, a reasonable regime alcohol wise? Well, you know, what what would you say to somebody if somebody, for example, doesn't drink during the week, goes out maybe Mm -hmm. one night at the weekend or perhaps two nights? Yeah, we tend to go a bit mad, don't we? I know. Um, I would say that, you know, red wine has, you know, known health uh, benefiting properties and it contains property called resveratrol, which is high in antioxidants. So if you're going to choose a glass of wine, I would recommend choosing a really good quality, lovely glass of red wine. Uh, now, the thing with portion sizes, that's uh, probably more apt in this conversation of uh, glasses of wine because, you know, what the uh, government government classes as a unit of alcohol is actually a really small, I don't know if you remember those very, very small old-fashioned wine glasses. Yes. That's more or less like a... That's uh, a unit. That's a unit. Not this big tumbler. Exactly. So that, so that unit, that old-fashioned unit I'm talking about is roughly about 120, 130 mils. But, you know, in restaurants and bars, they will pour you something about about 200 to 250 mils. And then our at-home pour is about 400 mil. So you see how it can very easily add up. <laughs> very, very easily. Yeah. And I know people, if they didn't get a measure when they're out as well, mm-hmm. they'll be given out, you know. But you can buy your wines, you know, in the little bottles as well. You yeah. know, and there's quite a, yeah. quite a substantial yeah. amount in, yeah. in the wee bottles also. <clears throat> um, Moderation uh, is the message on Mm. alcohol. Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. I'm not against alcohol. I mean, I personally enjoy a really good glass of red wine um, and I love to have that with my food. Mm. Um, But, you know, if you're in a weight loss regime, that's what I'm saying, that you really just have to avoid it and cut it out for the period that you have set yourself the goal of and then just stick to it, you know, just drink water. And then we come back round to the whole area of exercise and movement. Mm. if you combine that with all you've suggested here, yeah. well, surely it's a win-win. I often said that, yeah. you know, food and the right food and whatever yeah. way, you know, take yeah. it in, in, the, in the recommended uh, way you've uh, spoken about it, plus some exercise, inevitably you will. Yeah, lose weight. absolutely. What I will say about exercise, and it's obviously such a huge topic, so we kind of have to skim over it a little bit, but it shouldn't be fanatical. It should be restorative. Okay, and I would definitely recommend that you match your exercise intensity to, you know, your lifestyle. So if you have a really stressful, very demanding job, you know, working long hours, the last thing you need is a high intensity hit workout three times a week. What you actually need is a very relaxing, restorative yoga or Pilates session. Because what the high intensity hit um, session is doing, it's actually driving your cortisol levels, which is your stress hormone. And that's actually driving the fat storing hormone to be released, which is insulin. 
Isn't that very interesting? Yes. Because so many people yeah. in stressful, mm-hmm. high-powered jobs mm-hmm. get yeah. to the gym at 5 a.m. in the morning, bust yeah. the gut and away they go. No. Not the answer. No. So the yoga and Pilates are um, resistance training. That's what they're called. So you're using your own body weight as the resistance. And so that is actually really, really beneficial because you're still going to build muscle and muscle will burn fat. So you're still getting the same benefits. And people think that they have to work at this extremely high intensity in order to be in that fat burning range. But in fact, you don't. Well, now there's one for you today if you're feeling guilty. Don't! Take a little easier. Got the smiles all round. I can just yeah. see it myself. Anyway, you've begun your 20 day guided weight loss plan with 20 people yeah. today. Good yes. luck to 20 you. 20 ladies, actually. Oh, fantastic. It wasn't intended. 20 like in 20. Yes. I love it. There's a lovely ring to that. But look, if you want to find out more about this wonderful woman and what she does, check her out. Uh, you can uh, go online, rachelgraham.ie. All the information is there. Or if you want to give her a call, it's 087 219 And we have that number available here. Here, off our regular number next week she's back a week today sugar honey <laughs> honey yeah. yes we're going to talk all about sugar and it is the big bogeyman in the world today but that's for next week but for the moment Rachel Graham thank you so much thank you so much Jerry. You know, at Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Monday afternoon and I believe the phone is ringing is it? Is it ringing? Let's hold on and see. Have we got somebody on the line? Our Louise is in there putting the call in. Getting nothing from it, are we, Louise? Are we a dead duck there? Will we go again? Do you want to try a different one there? Because we have loads and loads of numbers to try. If you want to try a different one there, Louise, go ahead. Just to remind you that Saoirse Ronan has actually been nominated. I did say a little bit earlier on, but to remind you, congratulate her for an Oscar Best Actress Little Women and well deserved indeed that was uh, hoped for and it's great that she's up there once again with the award nominees and we're in the middle of putting a call through and I think we have one Hello Hello Who am I talking to? Anthony Church Anthony how are you? Do you know who this is? Haven't an ocean. Well, it's Jerry Kelly on LMFM's Late Lunch Show giving you a call this Monday afternoon to say hello to you. How are you keeping? Jerry, I'm great, thanks. You didn't answer the phone as you were supposed to, Anthony. You sent us in a message, do you remember, for the Globe Travel Competition. And you know the drill here. You're supposed to sing as soon as the phone rang. Well, Jerry, you wouldn't like to hear me singing. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> We'd love to hear you singing. And and not not half the country either. <laughs> anyway, Anthony, had you sang for me, you were in with a chance of winning those return flights to Dubai with Emirates and a four-night stay in a luxury hotel thanks to Globe Travel. But unfortunately, you won't be going forward today. But thank you for sending in the entry to the competition anyway, Anthony. Wish you well. Thanks very much, Jerry. <laughs> Take Happy care of yourself. Year. God bless you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Oh, my word. That's two down. And nobody has sung to me today. What am I going to do? 
be on the end of your phones. Be ready. Be ready because we'll be ringing more listeners as the show moves on to 3.30 this afternoon. And you've got to sing when it rings. Fly me to Dubai. That's what we want you to sing for us. Sing for me and you in with a chance of winning that great prize. Comment from uh, Daphne in Kingscourt this afternoon. Top of the show, we were talking to the wonderful girls who picked up that brilliant award at the Young Scientists uh, from Navin in County Mead. Up to the 1950s, Jerry, girl, girls and women in Ireland didn't have reusable pads. Either they had to wear strips of cloth and wash them and hang them out to dry, or they couldn't be seen. Hence the term, in the rags, was used for the time of the month. Daphne, thank you indeed for that comment this afternoon. And there you are, us wondering about what's happening in the developing world. It wasn't that long ago, similar in Ireland. My next guest's professional boxing record is unblemished. 11 fights, 11 wins. And on February 1st in Belfast, he puts his record on the line when he takes on Christian Montilla. Originally from Italian County Kildare, Eric Donovan resides in Tully Allen, County Louth, and he's with us this afternoon. You're very welcome to the show, Eric. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Thank you for, for joining us. This lad, Montilla, I was having a look at him uh, mm. this morning. It'll be a big challenge for you. Yeah, without a doubt. St- statistically and ability-wise, he is my best opponent to date. So it is going to be a big challenge for me. But, um, you know, I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, just back in March of last year, I became the featherweight champion of Ireland. And I feel like I've, I feel like I'm within touching distance of getting a crack at a European title. And he's going to be a door opener for me. Um, so this fight on the 1st of February, it's going to be... It's going to be uh, um, a, a big kind of a catapult forward in terms of like whoever comes through it, whoever wins and for the loser I, I dare say it it could be the end of the road <sighs> oh winner takes all about yeah. take it you'll beat this fella and we're all right behind you well I'm 100% confident yes. in myself really am how close are you to the European tilt well I was, in, I was in negotiations for a European title shot back in October and I really thought I was going to going to get it going to land it I agreed to everything I agreed to the purse I agreed to the fight it was in Spain against a different Spaniard the purse wasn't great the conditions of it were not great at all but I believed in myself and I said I'd go, I'd go to Spain and go into the, um, it was Carlos Ramos into his uh, backyard and, and beat him because I I believed in myself and I knew I could do it. And I said, if I go and do it, I could bring it back and defend it back home on home soil and, you know, hold all the advantages then. And just a couple of weeks, uh, sorry, about a week before we were about to announce the fight to everybody, he he opted out and chose a much softer opponent. And that's the politics of the game too. So we were gutted. Um, So I think if I can come through this, um, it could be one or two fights from there. Terrific. Yeah. So it is a momentous uh, day and night on the 1st of February for you. Mm. You're a relative late comer to the professional ranks. You turned pro in mm. June uh, 2016 at 31 years of age. I was actually 30, yeah, and I turned yeah. 31 the following um, the following month, yeah. So um, my dream was always to go to the Olympic Games. I represented Ireland for over 10 years. Um, I had a very successful career. Uh, I've also... F- had a lot of setbacks too uh, so you know things were good for me inside the ring but things were bad for me outside the ring um, what do you mean by that well I probably let myself down I, I let myself down on, on several occasions um, I genuinely believe I was good enough to go to the Olympic Games gifted talented had everything um, and 
You just missed out on Beijing. There was a fraction, you know, between you going and not going. And then London came along in 2012 and you broke your hand. London came along, yeah. The worst, that was the worst, the worst thing ever. And that was outside the ring, that handbrake happened. Is is that what you're referring to? One of the, yeah. It was an incident that I have to live with, like, for the rest of my life. But, like, look, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. A bit of ill discipline. Um, in a moment of, um, ill-discipline a bit of uh, what would you say probably an incident that lasted for maybe 30 seconds to a minute cost me my dream a rush of, of blood a rush of blood yeah mm. uh, you know my dream of going to the Olympic Games um, but you know sometimes you know excuse the pun but you have to take it on the chin and uh, and just roll with it like you know and get on with it like um, I can't sit and wallow in self-pity for the rest of my life feel like what good ever comes of that Um I can only control what I, you know, the present and what I, what I'm, what I'm in control of right now is my destiny, which I hope will be, will be to become a European champion and a bit of redemption. Um, mm-hmm. Please God. And and and, and you you make no bones about this. You've talked about it in the past. Your mental talk about your health. Look at you. You're as fit as a fiddle walking in here, and you're getting ready for the biggest fight of your life. But our mental health is something, you know, at times we we, we don't care enough about, or we don't take care of. No, and there's a bit of a shift now across uh, across the country in terms of that. Like, and uh, it is good; it's good to see. But we're still, we're still, I think, trailing. You know, we're still well behind when it comes to that. Um, we had a very tragic, uh, very tragic news last week in the, in the, in the in the sport of boxing. You know, we're a tight knit community, and eleven year old, eleven years of age up north took his own life. You know, eleven years of age, and it's so sad, and so sad on the family and the community, and. You know, everybody is trying to support each other around that. But like, you know, we're hearing far too many of these statistics. And yes, and, and um, you don't realise it until it kind of hits home uh, or on, until it's closer to home. But we have, a, you know, we we have a big job on our hands uh, as um, as adults, as parents, as, you know, um, ambassadors for, for, for mental health, for promo- promoting good, healthy living. Um, there's a lot of, um, what would you say, uh, a lot of young children in a crisis today. I would, you know, I'd, I'd say they're in a crisis because for, for a number of reasons, you know, lack of activity, lack of structure or routine in their life. You know, um, technology is, although it's good, it's a... Uh, you know, it's uh, there's the negatives are very there's oh, d- yeah. deep consequences from it. You know, mm. um, and I know because I have two sons myself, and you know, it's a challenge. It's a, it is a challenge on a daily basis to work with them to to find a a, a kind of a, a balance. You know, um, but they're doing all, they're doing all sports, and it's so important. And I'm trying to educate them around the importance of this, rather than just speaking to kids about. You know, do this or do that. Explain to them. Sit down and, and actually, they love explanations. Kids love, and when they and they understand, they understand fully. So if you can give them the explanation of the pros and the cons of of why they should do things, they'll normally step up to the plate and do it. Um, but yeah, as parents, I think we need to step behind kids and nudge them forward, not stand in front of them and doing things for them. And that's where the big danger is as well. I think today is a lot of. Uh, parents are standing in front of children doing everything for them stand behind them and let them fail let them let them try and let them fail and let them because that's okay you know one of my favourite quotes in life is Samuel Beckett's you know they ever tried ever failed no matter try again fail again fail better I love it because I've failed so many times professionally personally in every way but you know what one day we're going to all pass away so what's the point in 
you know, stop. You get up again and go again and live and live your best life, you know. What wonderful, wonderful words. And I have wonderful words for you because they know you out there in late lunch land. If you want to send them a message, 086-1800-658 by text or WhatsApp. Jerry, you're talking to a top-class boxer on the show today, says Harry and Cullen. Uh, say hello and the best of luck to Eric from all the lads and lambs, butchers in Tully Allen. Oh, Great good. supporters yeah, of brilliant. yours and looking yeah. forward to the upcoming fight as well. Do you know when you're an amateur and... You were well looked after, we have to say, as an amateur. Yeah. And then you go pro. Oh, it's a different <laughs> it's a big, business. <laughs> big change, isn't it? It's a big change. You know, um, like as an, as, as an amateur, I was on the high performance team for over 10 years. We um, we were one of the most successful Irish teams across any sport for, you know, in the history of sport in this country. Um, you know, I would have been uh, training alongside, you know, the likes of Katie Taylor, Andy Lee, Kennedy, and, you know, household names. Um, and uh, we had everything nutritionists doctors sports psychologists um, physiotherapists the best coach the best facilities everything we had our own chef we had our own quarters living quarters everything but then when you go professional you would think that it's the other way around but it's yeah. not it's the opposite you're now a kind of a, what would you say a self-employed person no funding from the sports council it's not an amateur sport anymore it's a business and you're trying to get like most of my time is spent training eating sleeping or chopping off tickets or trying to sell tickets and it's the part of the game that I don't like but you have to become your own sales rep your own kind of a manager in a way and um, you're trying to also source sponsorship as well and you're trying to convince sponsors that look you know trying to convince them of your dream and you're trying to get them to believe in your in your dream and to be fair to the sponsors that I do have they've been very very good to me and they follow me and they get behind me and back me and I just want to repay them all with a good you know let's hopefully hopefully we can all have our day in the sun and hopefully it's not too uh not too far away like back in back in March of last year when I became the Irish professional featherweight champion it was an amazing moment and for me and my family because I spent three years in retirement and I came back wondering if I still had it um, and I did and I, I you know won, won the Irish title live on TG Carter and gave my winning speech as Gaelga like that was um, that was just incredible you know what I mean and I knew and I'm not a Gale goer or anything and you know my education was far from from sound even you know but I just said this is an opportunity let's learn let's let's learn learn a speech you know and and I put as much time into my speech as I did into my training because I just said, I want to seize this moment. And that's what life is made of. Life is made of moments. And we only we only get captured the good ones every now and then. If you're not inspired by this, well, I don't know yeah. what to say. I'm sitting here utterly inspired chatting to yeah. him this afternoon. You. Now, you, in your lifetime, you've trained hard, you've worked hard, you've done many things. What about that nine months you spent in Kazakhstan? You talk about learning yeah. Irish. Yeah. You learned language over yeah. there, didn't you? Yeah, well, I had to, I had to, I had to, the funny thing was, um, you know, for, for for the 10 years that I was talking about representing Ireland, I travelled across the world. You'd have the whole of the Irish team with you and we all speak the one language and we're all one big family. But when the opportunity came to box for the Astana Ireland's in Kazakhstan, it meant I was, you know, the, the kind of the task ahead was to move to Middle Asia on my own and spend eight months out there with them. And uh, 
I, I, I'm a glutton for punishment sometimes. I love adventure and I jumped in two feet first, you know, not really, um, probably not really understanding the, the sheer size of the, the task ahead. Um, but, you know, reality struck for me straight away when I got out there because most of my teammates were coming from the poorest countries in the world. And you got a, a monthly wage out there, which wasn't really great. But when you got picked to fight and you won, you got good prize money. So these guys were chomping at the bit. All of my team, they were, these were vying for position, jostling, trying to, you know, on the first day of my sparring, I got dropped. You know, I hit the canvas and I was like, I didn't want to get up, but I had to get up. There was too many people looking at me, you know. And I was looking for someone to just console me, put their arms around me. Um, but uh, no, the steely-eyed Russian coaches and Kazakh coaches were just looking through me. And I was like, oh my God, eight months of this, how am I going to survive? And I was assigned a personal coach for he was he was designated to the southpaw boxers the left-handed fighters he spoke two words of english those two words of course <laughs> so he's like of course eric of course eric and i'm just like my head is just bobbling all around in the ring and i can't really follow any instruction and um yeah but i mean it's amazing when our backs to the ropes and when the chips are really down, we find things inside of ourselves that we never even knew existed. You know, I found qualities and abilities in, you know, that, and, and a resilience. Like I, 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 I had to start looking in the solution. It was either that or get out, get out there and go home. And I, there was a young English speaking student out there, um, young lady, uh, her, her mother owned the, owned the training complex we were, we were training, training in. I asked her if she'd help me to speak or learn some Russian, just the boxing language. And for the last six months of my trip out there, I threw myself into it every single day. Not only did I um, learn to be able to kind of uh, get, you know, uh, carry myself out there with basic Russian, but I also we also won the competition and came back as a world uh, gold medalist as part of a world t- t- team of champions. So that was incredible, you know. And I often talk about the memories I had afterwards. I was faced with two choices. Escape... <laughs> Or, or stay and face the music, you know. And I, I, I say this when I go around to speaking in stu- to students in schools as well. If I had to leave that time, there's no way I would be calling myself a motivational speaker or there's no way I would be standing in your school today speaking to all you guys, you know, that, you know, it's important for us to, to unearth that fighting spirit inside of us, to find a way, you know. We all need that, you know, in life because no way, is, it's not going to be smooth. It's definitely not going to be smooth. You're coaching a young fella called Jude Gallagher from Tyrone. Just before we finish, I thought I'd yeah. mention him today, and he's after winning big for you. He is. Oh, he's brilliant. He's, you know, I've been good friends with their family for years, and uh, uh, you know, I do some training, boxing programs, and that um, up in up in Tyrone. They'd call me up every now and then just to kind of share my knowledge and experience with them. And then just three months ago, they asked me if I'd be interested in taking over Jude's career in the lead up to, uh, to stepping in as head coach in the lead up to the national championships. Um, I really wanted to do it, but I also had my own career to look after. So I, I thought, how can I make this work? How can I juggle both of these balls? And um, I, I knew it was going to be difficult, but I really wanted the opportunity. So I'd done it. It was difficult. It was very challenging. And but you know what? He came up trumps. Um, I had my fight in Scotland the next day, from the night after he won his his national title. I made a deal with the the promoter that I would weigh in on the day of my fight as opposed to the day before. So I had to pull a lot of strings to make it work. And but he, look, he won the he won the national title. Not only did he win, but he got the best boxer of the whole competition. And, and you has, went and he, 
and Scotland. I went to Scotland the next day and won't do as well. Yeah. Listen, I have to uh, leave yeah. it there for today. I want to remind people Eric Donovan is boxing Christian Montilla in Belfast on the 1st of February at the Devonish Complex, and tickets are available. They can from, get tickets to, to, yeah, to me. True, yeah, true, Eric, if you want to get, get tickets, we'll put you in touch or universe.com. You have to come back to that chair, will you? I will. When you beat this fella. Please invite me back. I'll be you back. You are back. An open invitation. I wish you well. Go win. Thank you. Thank, Thank you for you joining me on the show, Eric. Thank you. At the Future Human Leaders launch during the recent Young Scientist exhibition, Kate Madden, co-founder of Fenu Health with sister Annie, announced the formation of an Irish, British and American Junior Chamber of Commerce. What a move by the young lady. What's it all about? She's on the line with me this afternoon. Hello, Kate. Hi, Jerry. Thanks for having me. Not at all. Thank you for taking our call because I know you're busy with your studies at college. Well, 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 this is a big move. Why are you doing this at this time? So basically, Jerry, we, as you said, we set up the Irish, British and American Junior Chamber of Commerce. And the whole idea of this really is when we were growing up around the business, we saw that there were so many other people like us that were at a young age, trying to balance all the aspects of being a young entrepreneur. And there was nothing there for us to, there was nothing there for us to go to and to connect with them. So that's why we've launched the Irish, British and American Junior Chamber. And basically it's going to serve people under the age of 23. Um, And it aims to kind of promote international business and just help young entrepreneurs to simplify it and work together to overcome anything, any obstacles. So you want to put something formal in place between the States, Ireland and Britain that wasn't there when you were trying to make headway with your venue health. Now you had great help and we've heard about this in the past and you know it well from some wonderful people but this will sort of formalise that. Is that the idea? Yeah, the idea is really that instead of always going to the older people and to you know, the older people working full-time in jobs. It's to kind of allow us young people to be able to network together, create the connections early, because realistically, it'll be the same people in years to come when we grow up to be like those older people, if you want to call it. Yes. Um, And like, as well as all that, it's to try and advise and assist the government as well, um, all of them, on just matters relating to, you know, trade, commerce, STEM and young people, and just to like try and show that like entrepreneurship can be done when you're in school or even when you leave school. So how in a practical sense, have you got the contacts in, in, in Britain and in the United States? How will this practically happen now? Yeah, so we, the reason why we decided to pick Ireland, Britain and America is purely because Ireland is within the EU. Britain is within the Commonwealth. And then America is just such a huge market that really it's the next big step for any small business. And so, yes, we do. We have connections with people under the age of 23 in Britain and America, as well as here in Ireland. And just from meeting them at events, you know, events even held for young entrepreneurs. Um, And it's just it's crazy that everyone has the same problems. And it's just the idea that the chamber wants to try and prevent those happening, prevent us making the same mistakes as each other and just be able to help each other out, basically. So 
it's launched now and it's going to happen in the near future. So I take it you have other entrepreneurs of your ilk and your age in the States and Britain all ready to come on board and form this organisation. Yep, that's it. And like when we, we launched it at the BT Young Scientist and Technology Exhibition, that was just last week in the RDS. Um, just because that's where we grew up. We did our projects way back when in 2014 and 15. Um, and it was actually, I remember back in 2014, you actually interviewed me. Um, so that was six years ago was the first time you interviewed me, um, which is a bit crazy to think about it. You must have been in nappies at that stage. I know, I know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, that's the idea. And like because we launched it as the Young Scientist, um, Shay Walsh, who is the MD of BT Ireland, um, has accepted to be our honorary patron for 2020. Just so what he'll be doing is he'll be advising us, he'll be holding lectures, as we call it, um, for all the members of the Junior Chamber. And it's just because he's such experienced, he knows exactly what he's doing when it comes to like worldwide business, that we thought that he was a great asset to our team. Oh, he's a wonderful patron yeah. to have. When I saw his name, my heart jumped for joy. I said, really, <laughs> they've got a great patron here to begin things for them. Now, you're at UCC at the moment. Annie is doing her leave insert in Loretto College in Dublin. You're 19 and 18, respectively. Tell us again, how many countries are you selling these products of yours into now? Um, yes, yeah, so I'm in UCC. I'm only in second year, uh, so kind of fresh out of secondary school still. And basically, what we did is the product Fenu Health is for stomach problems in horses um, because 70% of horses have them. And we wanted to make a 100% natural formula. So now, five years later, we launched, we founded it in 2015. So just coming up to five years later, we've got five royal families as, as customers. We've got nine people working on our team and we're in 15 countries worldwide. <laughs> Isn't that just wonderful, folks, to hear that? What a story this is. It is simply, simply marvellous. And you are such brilliant young women. I've always said it from the first time I did meet you when you were whippersnappers. I could just <laughs> see it in the period that you had it. And by God, you have. And, uh, you know, one thing I will say to you, and I, I, I saw the press release about this as well. Yeah. You, you never gave up because this took time. You just didn't come up with this formula over night how many iterations were there of it that's it so like when we were starting off our motto is kind of to never give up because when we were developing our first product it was our 150 second formula that worked and we always say what would have happened if we had stopped out 151 (laughs) (laughs) perish the thought don't even think about that but you talk about inspiration we were talking to Eric Donovan a little earlier on a boxer and he would just you know, make you smile and think what a great guy he is and inspire you. And you girls are exactly the same. On uh, He's in the sporting sense, you're in the business sense. It's just yeah. simply marvellous. Well, look, I, I wish you well with it. And again, here you are thinking about others, thinking about others who, who, who need help. And you know there are lots of other young people out there with great ideas. You saw it back at the Young Scientist again this year. And we were yeah, talking to, to some of the girls from uh, Navin earlier on who oh, came yeah. up with that wonderful pro- uh, project, period. You, you may know yeah. about it. 
yeah. and their success as well. So you are smoothing the way, laying the foundations for others in the future to give them that little leg up that you got from so many, many great people. Listen, I let you go. Thank you for joining me on the show. Just wanted yeah. to acknowledge you today and continued success to yourself and Annie with Fenu Health. And I'm sure we'll be talking as the year moves on. Thanks, Mel Jerry. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me. Not at all. You're welcome. Take care, Kate. That's Kate Madden there from Fenu Health. What great women they are, herself and Annie. Wonderful, wonderful young women from County Meath. Now, uh, before we finish the show today, uh, I just want to remind you uh, that uh, tomorrow on Late Lunch, we will be joined by Roger Yates. He's one of Ireland's foremost vegans, and there's a lot of talk about veganism at the moment. Roger is with us on Late Lunch tomorrow afternoon. Ah, yes! (laughs) At long last we get one. I've been fishing, fishing all day and I thought the fish weren't taken. Who am I talking to? Jerome O'Brien. Jerome, you boy. Good on you. Do you know how many people we've called so far this afternoon? It must be half a dozen and you're the first... To, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're the first to sing for us. Jerome, where are you from? Uh, Good man yourself, Chairman Feckin County Loud, and you did what we want. You sang the wee song. Hey, you're a bit of a goer as well when it comes to the notes you can sing. Ah, uh, I try. <laughs> Good man yourself. Well, you've tried well enough today. Well, let me tell you, Jerome, you're in. You're in the final mix now for the holiday. Return flights to Dubai, four nights stay in a luxury hotel. Your name is in the final draw. We'll be doing the final draw. All the people who sing for me this week will go into the hat and we'll draw one a week today and somebody will be the winner. Have you ever been to the Middle East, Jerome? No. Never? Okay. Oh, this would be a real treat if you were to win this prize. It really would. And what are you up to this afternoon? I'm walking away here up at Dublin. All right. So you're at work this afternoon. I take it you've been... been, Are you outdoors or indoors? I'm outdoors. Have you been blown away? Ah, not just. No, no. Not too bad. Okay, so it's easing down now at this stage. Well, there you are. Will you ease down away there now, Jerome? It was worth sending us uh, the words Globe Travel because you sang the song and you're there with a chance to win. Thanks for joining us, Jerome. Thank you, Jerry. Take Take care of yourself. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Oh, me heart. Louise, I thought I'd have to take double cardiac pills this evening. I thought we were going to get nobody today. I know. How many did we ring? We rang about I half a dozen, is right. We must have rung half yeah. a dozen. It's as simple as that. But there you go. Uh, we got a winner. We got a person qualified through today. Not an overall winner, let me say, but Jerome O'Brien is there. So you know the drill now, folks. We'll be ringing tomorrow and for the rest of the week. And you've got to answer the phone by singing the little tune, Fly Me to Dubai. And if you do, you're in the mix. You're in the hat to win the wonderful prize from Globe Travel and, in Drogheda and Jerry, just and to, Emirates. Sorry to interrupt. Just a few uh, messages coming in. Um, you have to, when you're entering, you have to text Globe Travel. A few people are, are texting, yes. fly me to Dubai. No. But it's, fly Globe. me to Dubai if you if you rang, but yeah. text Globe yes, Travel. Very simple. Globe Travel. And again, we'll be uh, taking entries tomorrow on the show between half one and half past three. And you sing, fly me to Dubai when we call you. I never felt pressure like that in my life. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> You're nearly going to sing it yourself, aren't you? Well, I was just starting to wonder. Anyway, Jerome is there and there'll be more to follow, I'm sure, over the coming days. Everybody who's entered today by WhatsApp and text, we're taking note of your numbers and we're going randomly through them. We're picking numbers at random here and there and we will be calling, as I say again, tomorrow and for the rest of the week. Eddie's coming next with the drive in a couple of moments. Do come back and join us for another late lunch tomorrow when we have lots of chat, new guests for you to meet. And somebody, I'm sure more than one, will sing for me tomorrow on the show. Have a lovely Monday evening. See you Tuesday, 1.30. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Drogheda, Dundalk and Cavan. We want you to challenge us for the best deal on a new Renault or Dacia in 2020. You can now inquire at blackstonemotors.ie. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss plushcare.com slash weight loss planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options buttery soft italian leather bags and so much more and it's all priced at 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands plus quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.